0: Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, this week I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Greg Barwick, the owner of Sacred Brothers, and he is a man on a mission to help men and women to rise together, and he is focusing solely on men's retreats, men's circles, coaching, and then branching out with his wife as well to offer sacred lovers which is a space for couples to be able to grow and evolve together and it was absolutely beautiful to sit down with greg to learn about his vision to learn about what he hopes for men for the future and i know that this interview is going to help you to feel really excited about what the future holds given that there are people just like greg doing this work in the world welcome to relaunch my life radio i'm your host juliette If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I'm absolutely excited to be sitting down this afternoon and having a chat with Greg Barwick. Greg is a trained NLP coach. He is a leader in running men's circles and really supporting men on their personal development journeys and being you know, the best versions of themselves. And he's got a wealth of knowledge to share with us. I'm really excited to learn more about his vision for the future and also a bit about why, you, why he got into this line of work as well. So Greg, it's awesome to be chatting with you today. How are you going?
1: Yeah, really well. Thank you, Juliet. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, great. So, first of all, why don't you just share a bit with our listeners about like who you are and what you do, and then we're gonna, I'm gonna dig into a little bit about you know how this all came about. So, who are you, and, and what are you up to in the world, Greg?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, my name is Greg Barwick, and I am a trained NLP professional. So, yeah, do all my one-on-one coaching, but I also really wanted to reach out into the community more and just really having had some own. Um, Trouble with mental illness in the past and anxiety, depression, uh, just to put labels on them, but um, I really was inspired to um, reach out and to help men that were going through that time um, as well, because when I was going through that time myself, I struggled to find help at that stage, to be honest. So I've created a a program called Sacred Brothers, and it's really about raising a new generation of leaders, um, role models for our brothers and our sons to look up to and to be able to show what a, a different man could look like, a bit more of an evolved man that's doing the inner work and doing some deeper work on himself.
0: Yeah, and that's so important. I mean, I know that I've chatted to you a bit about you know the fact that there's no real rites of passage in our society and in our culture. And so a lot of even teenage boys and into that early 20s, they, they, they can kind of get lost, can't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I suppose, you know, they used to have the rites of passage back in the tribal days and it's it's sort of been let go in our um, more recent generations um, and there's not really been anything to replace it. So I suppose the closest thing would be the rites of passage is when we turn 18 and go and get drunk with our mates at the pub mm-hmm. and then we end up modelling the men that are around us at that stage and um, whether they're good or bad role models at, it doesn't necessarily matter. We take that on as our uh, blueprint of what the masculine or a man looks like, um, which yeah can can be a little bit destructive.
0: Yeah, definitely. Or even you know getting the first car and driving, seeing how fast it can go, and just pushing. Yeah. The limits because there's there's no. I guess, comparison or no measurement of what, what it really means to be a man. And so it kind of can get pushed to a bit of the extreme. So I'm, you know, I really believe in what you're doing obviously and I'm a big advocate of your work and it's exciting to be able to share more of your message with the listeners as well. So, um, so tell us a bit more then about what your, what your work involves. Like what are you really working with? How, how does it, how does it work? Like how, what are you up to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um the main approach I like to take is getting guys out of their normal environment um, out of that comfort zone and out of the, the crazinesses of, of everyday life because uh, we can get quite conditioned and quite used to of being in that comfortable place we're not really happy but we're comfortable and um, it's not always um, enough uh, of a, enough pressure to sort of push us into what we truly want to be doing so um, by getting these guys out into nature and by being able to come together with a lot of other like minded brothers, also that are looking into personal growth and are evolving themselves, it allows them to have a really solid kickstart to number one, um, coming from the head back into their heart. So, getting out of the, the mundane thinking all the time and um, what do I need to do next? Um, what's going on tomorrow? You know, family, work, and coming back into themselves, quietening themselves into their body. And connecting back to that little voice within them that knows where they um, need to be heading in life or where they choose to be heading in life rather. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's really the, the journey is um, going away um, from the normal so we can di- disconnect in, in order to reconnect with our true self.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. And you know, that's that authentic, you know, getting people out of their comfort zone, I guess there would potentially be a bit of resistance from people initially, but as the work that you're doing is starting to spread, I think you're helping to make it safer. And I I guess when you were just talking about that and helping people get out of their normal environment and out of their comfort zone, I can still remember on day one of of the NLP practitioner training and you were the only guy in my training (laughs) (laughs) You're in this room full of women. And you're like, you know what? I'm used to it because I've been doing all of this inner work. And and that seems to be the place that women are comfortable to go into, but the men haven't been, but that's starting to shift. Are you noticing that too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to, um, just during my own journey and, uh, being more raw and authentic and opening up more and just sharing what I'm truly about and getting rid of the mask. Um, it's been awesome just to talk to people from that place but having it um, sort of mirrored back at me that there's other guys that are also either on that same journey or they're really looking for more and they're open to um, taking that next step um, and that they they have that feeling within themselves that there is something more that they can um, be giving back to the world or contributing in some way so or or another angle is um, you know it seems a lot of men, they're wanting to do a better job at the parenting role or at, as, a, as a partner, but they're not quite sure how to do that. They haven't been modelled that necessarily yeah. and they're desperately searching. Um, but yeah, just when, when we come together in these instances, it's just beautiful. You see their eyes light up and they just, just having that, um, that hope of something bigger, there's something more than what they're currently experiencing is, um, is a really empowering thing for them in my experience.
0: Definitely. And, you know, I think personally, it's quite interesting to notice, uh, I guess, in society, I've recognised that, that there's been a real culture of, um, of blaming men for things in society. And so the masculine, it's almost just from my perspective, it's almost being beaten down. And it's like, from what I see out there, there's a lot of kind of man-hating and there's a lot of stuff going on about that. And and for me, my perspective is always supporting people to find balance. And so realising that each individual, you know, rather than say, oh, well, men do this and women do that, we know that's a generalisation, right? And so for for men, I really feel like work that you're doing to help them to find that authentic balanced masculine within them that's what you know is is really going to heal it and I guess from a female perspective the best thing that we can really be doing is is supporting that and honoring that and knowing that that exists in our men as well it's just maybe it hasn't been encouraged or it hasn't been shown how to act be accessed and yeah it's just it is interesting because I'll often sort of see things for example there's um in November, there's International Women's Day. And I honestly asked the question on my Facebook page, when's International Men's Day? And everyone kind of laughed, but honestly, like, I don't get it. I don't understand. And there's also a lot of women's awards, but if there were men's awards, then it would be seen as sexist. And so there's these really interesting double standards I've noticed happening, and I'm not going to start a conversation on, you know, feminism or (laughs) balance or anything like that, but I I do feel like we need to kind of step back and really notice, you know, well, are we making it safe for men to step into as well and do this kind of work and be vulnerable? Like, is it safe? And what are your thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think definitely as um, males and as females just to empower each other is the way forward. And um, we're, we're quite simply just going to be rising together. That's the only way forward. Um, and the more we sort of play the, the sort of blame game on the other sex, it um, just keeps them smaller and it keeps them in fear yeah. And especially when there's guys that um, I suppose through media we we get told a lot what it means to be a male, and um, a lot of the things that pop up on the news, it's always it seems to always be um, the male is the perpetrator,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I, I feel like it's quite easy for guys to start taking on the fear of um, around these areas and what they could be or what they could become. So um, by by telling someone that's already sort of at that bit of a fragile stage and I keep telling him that same message, it it sort of um, can end up creating that more. So, yeah, by sort of pointing the finger, it creates more of the problem in which you're trying to get rid of, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, or it also creates a situation where where men are just afraid to do anything and then they, you know, step way too much into the feminine and then, you know, the women start being imbalanced in the masculine and then, you know, it's really, it's quite. So, yeah, I I totally agree and, you know, it's always a balancing act, you know. Balance is something that you only really ever know balance through knowing imbalance and so it's impossible to always be in that perfect state of balance and flow but um but I think that constant you know empowerment of of everyone regardless of sex or anything you know and and being able to rise together that's um that's really beautiful and so then as a result of you working with these men you've noticed another area of opportunity in terms of bringing their partners along on the journey so tell us a bit about what what you're working on then with your wife Karen
1: yeah, absolutely. So myself and Karen, um, we've put together a, a, a slightly separate program, but it's a bit of a follow-on from Sacred Brothers, and it's called Sacred Lovers. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, it's simply just creating really beautiful nurturing spaces for um, the men that I'm working with and also uh, women that are looking to um, dive deeper into connection for them to be able to come together and to be able to experience that and integrate all the learnings from the Sacred Brothers with their partners within Sacred Lovers so um yeah just really nurturing practices such as eye gazing um you know that really crystal clear communication learning to um, listen compassionately to each other putting together um, little codes of conduct so it's almost like an agreement between you and your partner of the things that you really know that serve and nurture your relationship and um also there's like a a, a not column so the things that you know, that really do not serve you when, when these things happen, that things come out of alignment. So just some really beautiful techniques and tools um, that the couples can come in together and practice together. Because, um, yeah, what I was noticing is it's it's great having the men out doing the deep work, um, but then they go home and to try to integrate that into the home life, um, It's it's really nice to have the partner also to, on the same level and to understand the the, the deep work that the man's been doing and to be able to integrate that all into their everyday life again.
0: Definitely, yeah, I would imagine for some of the 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 partners it, it may be you know a big adjustment and a big change and not having been a part of that journey it's beautiful that you're welcoming them in to experience that and so is that something that people can go to as well I'm just thinking listeners is that something that people could go to as well if they're single or if they haven't been a part of your men's programs if they want to come and be a part of that sacred lovers event that is something that's open to anyone
1: Yes, yeah, definitely open to anyone. Um, we're running regular monthly events where it's um, couples and singles are welcome to come along and that's been quite a, a, um, a nice format and everyone's been really enjoying themselves and having that deep connection and sort of moving around the room a bit and having the experience of um, working with different people is always nice. And just um, the feeling of doing that and some of the reason behind that is that when you come back to your partner, it's like this feeling of coming home. And sometimes it makes you appreciate it so much more because um, although we do have this deep connection with everyone that we eye gaze with, that we spend time with, it's when we're coming back to our partner, it's like, yeah, I'm home now. So that's been the resounding sort of um, experience of the people that have been coming to that particular event. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that that single event that we're running, there's also going to be a five-part series, which we're going to be running specific, uh, specifically for couples. Um, so that's going to be a bit more of an in-depth dive into um, masculine and feminine polarity and really allowing us in the household to be able to support each other to fully embody um, our masculinity and, and femininity. So, yeah, just yeah, a couple of uh, beautiful different events, slightly different angle, um, but, yeah, both, both really nour- nourishing.
0: Beautiful. Great. And so you've also got retreats. So tell me and tell our listeners a bit about your Trailblazers retreats and, and what's involved with those.
1: Yeah, so on the retreats, um, got a beautiful property in Highmarsh Valley, um, right next to the Highmarsh River. And um, it's, it's really isolated, so it's um, yeah, not, not too many people around, a nice place to get right out into nature. And those retreats, um, we, we're going to really be diving in and reconnecting with ourselves during those retreats, getting into a little bit of meditation, um, a bit of breath work, and just really teaching the guys some really powerful tools that they can embody during those few days, but also that they can take away for, with themselves into their daily life again to allow themselves to stay more grounded in, in connection with themselves. Beautiful. And
0: yeah. how, is it just a weekend retreat? How
1: does it work? Yeah, so this one's going to be over three days and two nights. Mm -hmm. and um, yeah there's also going to be um, a sweat lodge involved during that time Uh, plenty of nature walks uh, workshops around different um, tools and techniques and uh, different teachings to really power the guys up and to open up their uh, view of the world to something much bigger
0: beautiful and so as part of your men's circles and the the retreat and things you also offer coaching that you work one-on-one with them
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah. So um, trained in NLP and I yeah, obviously did it with, with yourself. I've done the practitioner level and also the master practitioner level, which has been a massive uh, level up for myself in my own personal life. And, um, yeah, just so passionate about sharing it with others as well, just purely because of the effect it's had in my life. And um, it, it's got so much uh, capacity to help people in such a short amount of time, not having to get right into the nitty-gritty and the detail especially with working with men is very um, advantageous. Like it, it helps so much because a lot, lot of the time guys aren't wanting to open up and to spill everything onto the table. And um, luckily with NLP, we don't always need every last little speck of detail. We can really get into the unconscious mind and, and clear things up from that level. So, yeah, been, been really loving that journey and it's really empowered um, me with my courses as well, being able to implement goal setting for the guys And also just being able to reframe them on the spot and clearing space and getting them to see a bigger picture.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And you've been just, you know, an incredible student and you've given so much. And I know that you've worked incredibly hard in upskilling and keeping your skills fresh as well and working with lots and lots of clients and also fellow students too. So it's been great just to be a part of your journey. And, you know, the moment I spoke to you, the moment I met you, I knew that, you, you just are going to make such a difference in this world and I really believe in you and the work that you're doing and so the fact that you continue you know building on your skills and continue working on yourself like it's just uh, you know it, it obviously reflects in the amount of lives that you're touching and, and the difference that you're making in what you know a few years ago may have been a bit of a difficult Niche. Now it's the right time, and I think in the next couple of years too, uh, there's just going to be more and more men who will be, you know, seeking out your guidance and and learning from you. And I think that that's a beautiful role for you to be playing in society. And so, um, yeah, it's 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 just wonderful. And so, (laughs) a question that I did have is, um, you were just talking before about you know NLP and how much it's it's changed your life personally. I guess from the outside, people might think, but you've always been confident, but you've always, you know, they might not know what's happening on the inside. And that's sometimes the thing, isn't it? People don't know what doubts or fears or blocks people have on the inside, but when you actually shift it yourself, it it makes a huge difference. So what, what for you has been, you know, some of the biggest things that you've shifted or let go of in the last, say, six months?
1: Yeah, so I suppose really... Um, the best way I can describe it is I went through, as I spoke earlier, like pretty deep depression and anxiety and I learned to meditate and to really put things into boxes in my mind and it didn't really get rid of thoughts but it just allowed me not to be affected by them so much. But when I came through to NLP, it, it was simply allowed me to clear up a lot of those boxes where I'd been storing things and to the point that um, those thought patterns, um, those habitual thoughts, don't um, come up anymore, and it's given me the power to fill that space that I've just created with um, really the the powerful new visions that I have. Um, and as you clear more space, you just start having more downloads coming in. You have more ideas coming in, just simply because you're you're an open vessel. Then you've got the space to hold hold those things. Um, and that's, I suppose, a big part of what's helped me really launch um, Sacred Brothers in in the way I have and also the Sacred Lovers program purely because I've had the, the time um, and the space within myself to be able to um, have, have these new ideas come in and to be able to implement them straight away. Yeah.
0: Mm. And so a question that I get from actually quite a few students considering doing the course is they'll say something like oh I've got a teenage boy and he's just you know I wish he would do this training but maybe that's a bit of big jump for them and so are you thinking of putting together any sort of programs more for like the teen boy and that transition stage
1: yeah absolutely yeah I've had um quite a few people ask me about this and definitely something I'm interested in just have to look into a little bit more with working with minors and that side of things Mm -hmm. um but there, there are definitely a few other programs out there already working with the miners. So, um, but um, yeah, probably in the next year or so I'll, I'll be looking more into that area once um, Sacred Brothers is, is running really solidly and um, moving into state with it and things like this. Um, yeah. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, I can imagine you on a big stage with a big group of men, you know, running Fairly big events. So, what's your vision for the next few years? What what's what what else is in store for you?
1: Yeah. So, really, I want to um, start travelling and um, taking Sacred Brothers with me to different um, states and just really networking. And um, the idea with Sacred Brothers is that it's it's setting up trailblazers that they can go back out into their community and start running their own circles and really supporting men in their local community. So with the idea of travelling into state, that allows it to sort of spread a little bit wider and to um, yeah have a few more guys interstate to work with and collaborate with. Um, what I am planning for later in the year around August is to have a, a men's convention, so calling in um, many of the other men's networks and programs that are already being run and to bring us all together to talk uh, together into men's health and to create more awareness around that. So there are quite a few programs out there at the moment, but it seems between them they're not really talking too much. Um, There's there's many even smaller men's circles as well that aren't talking too much as well. So, um, yeah, just getting as as many together as possible and really speaking into this as a a group, as a strong uh, brotherhood shoulder to shoulder and coming together for a collective cause, yeah.
0: Beautiful. Well, I'm, yeah, excited to hear about that and definitely... Think that you know everything you're doing is just awesome and the more power you have behind you to to move forward with this message the better and it's it's awesome and I'm you know excited for the future that there are people like you doing this and spending this time in these areas that are really important so it's, it's very cool so I've got two last questions for you so our listeners you know predominantly people who are you know they're hungry for more they're seeking more maybe wanting to make a bigger difference in the world or perhaps wanting to make a scary jump from a, a a comfort zone from a job, perhaps, or a relationship, or something that um, you know they're needing to make a change in, and they're wanting to create create some change. What would you say to our listeners in order to give them courage and strength for the future?
1: Mm. Just to always give yourself that time for self love, for self care. Mm. Um, so often we're encouraged to try to create everything outside um, in order to create balance in our life, but Balance and um, freedom and happiness always comes from the inside and then it spreads out. Um, So just really giving yourself like that morning ritual, having maybe if you need to waking up that little bit earlier to have time to just sit down and write an intention for the day, what you truly want to get out of of the day, and also just um, allowing yourself to have a bit of meditation time, um, yoga, um, moving meditation, whatever it, that it looks like for you, just to come back to yourself and um, start from that solid place. I think that that's really been the game changer for me. Yeah,
0: beautiful and you know simple yet profound. And it's it's usually you know mastering the basics, isn't it, that that makes
1: absolutely it
0: beautiful. Yeah,
1: we we go and focus on sometimes all the really complex things, but usually if um, <laughs> you know we're sleeping well, we're eating right, and we're really nurturing ourselves. Um, with meditation and um, all those simple things, it it it's, uh, takes up a lot of lot of the problem, yeah.
0: I um I was talking to Paul, you obviously know Paul, my partner, yeah, the other week, and he had been listening to a audiobook and or an interview with someone, and they had said, everyone wants to change the world, but most people can't even keep their bedroom clean <laughs> tidy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really. <laughs> You know, mastering the basics. You know, we want to go out there and change the world, but maybe make the bed first and just start with that, and then, <laughs> and then from there build on. So, so my last question is kind of random, but it's more just something that I'm curious about. And it's how long have you been growing your beard? Because it is epic. If anyone <laughs> hasn't seen a photo of Greg yet. You'll see his photo on the headshot. But what, when did that start, and how long has that taken you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, probably since I was 21. I'm 30 now. Um, Not necessarily growing it, like it would probably be a lot longer if I hadn't cut it in the meantime. But, yeah, I've I've had a constant beard probably since 21. I used to have a fairly baby face, so that's why I started uh, growing it to begin with. And, yeah, just it. um, my brother also has a beard, so I think we just went longer and longer and overtook each other, and before you know it, it just seems normal. So I can't imagine not having a beard now, put it that way, uh,
0: i lost to I would not know what you look like if I walk past you in the street I wouldn't recognize you I'm sure but it's um I think you know it, it's interesting because it almost to me whenever I see you it reminds me of this sort of wise elder sage you know past life there's just this wisdom about you you may only be 30 but you're certainly lifetimes older than that and so it's um yeah it's, it's definitely it suits you but it's just something I was curious <laughs> how long because I'd obviously a woman I don't know how long it takes to grow beards but um can get pretty out of control sometimes so but it's never, ever been anything near what you have. So I knew it had to be a pretty long investment of time. So (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, Uh, in touch with Greg about his coaching, about his retreats, his men's circles, or his uh, affiliated program, the Sacred Lovers as well, or Sacred Brothers, either one. There'll be links in the show notes for you to be able to contact him. And Greg, any other... That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more and remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.